Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I had a branding at Ballard. We are your hosts. Welcome back, Caroline. Yay. I'm finally so back together. <laughs> oh, we missed you so, so much. much. Karen and I are so bad at this. I realized, yeah, you are, like, the three of us make a, quite a good balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You're our cornerstone. We were literally like idiots. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we just have dilemmas? Who brought those? We don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who's oh, in charge sorry. Here? No more babies <laughs> for either of you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm I mean, she is wonderful, but I can't handle another one anytime soon oh at my this gosh. point. Well, and I Karen and I tried to answer or respond to everyone who did send in dilemmas. And so if you did, thank you so much. But I will say that Caroline does such a great job at, at correspondence that Karen and I were like, oh respond. Right, who's did, turn? did I did I did we respond to that person? So if we somehow missed you, please let us know because it was not on purpose. It was out of us email just again. <laughs> can I just say that the day that I got back on like Monday morning first day back after two months I had 2100 emails <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm gonna skip the regular inbox <laughs> and go straight to my podcast inbox and that nice. will be like a good little you know ease you in yeah it'll ease me in and mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed reading all of y'all's responses they were so good and then some of them they had even emailed photos back oh, like yeah. after they'd done them we went back and forth a few times with a few it people. was fun yeah it was I liked good it. so I like it was it. it was thank you <laughs> all right let's do our trials and triumphs okay all right do you want to go first because it's been a while sure okay so well <laughs> um Nothing and everything has changed in our house. Nothing in that we have not bought anything new or done any projects. But now every surface is littered littered with burp cloths and (laughs) random baby Mm. items. So that, but that's not my trial or my triumph. Okay. My, um, it's just an update. (laughs) Okay. Update. House is a mess. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Okay. No, my triumph is that I found the most hilarious Instagram account, and I wanted to share with all of our listeners. Karen, do I know it? No, I don't. Okay, all right, I'm gonna show it to you. It's called "Please Hate These Things." It's all (laughs) one word on Instagram. Oh, I'm looking at it. And y'all, will I follow them? You You do? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be like so funny sharing something new with you. Um, I can't believe we did not start this. Is the like? uh, Oh, it's amazing. Okay, Will sent it to me, and I was reading it on the couch, literally cackling for, like, two hours. Oh, yeah, go deep. Crying. Um, The best part, really, I think, is her captions. Basically, what it is is some – I assume it's a girl, but it could very well be a boy. I don't know. I'm just going to say she. Um, She pulls photos from – Lindroth Design. No, no, that's who follows it. Sorry. <laughs> it says absurd. She, wait, what does her comment? Absurd, ugly, yeah. and just plain stupid things in home design. You're here for the moments. Trust the me. The comments. Trust me. Yes. 
We're here for the comments. What did I say? You said moments. Oh, you're here for the comments. Yes. Yeah. So she basically pulls the most atrocious things you can possibly mm-hmm. imagine from real estate photos and then puts a funny comment. I mean, we've all thought this is the sad thing. We've all looked at real estate photos and been like, I'm sorry. Really? There's just, oh, there are just so many good ones. So many horrifying, horrifying things that you wish didn't exist in the world. Caroline's flipping through right now, and there's some good ones. Y'all are going to enjoy this, won't you? So if you have a couple of hours. No. No, go, you guys. Go through the right. No, Isn't it I'm good? I'm looking at stuff and it's, it's good. I can't not now. I can't work the rest of the day. I just have to sit <laughs> and look at this Instagram account. And okay, as I, as I was scrolling through, there are like a lot of people that I follow that also follow them and like and like Emily Henderson follows yeah. them. Okay, some really funny people. Rachel Cannon, if you're listening to Me. us, you're listening. Taryn follows, but okay, y'all, they're hysterical. So I. Get in on it. (laughs) All right. Get in there. So is that your triumph? So that's my triumph. Yes. And then my my trial is that I went through, I I think some of my trials and triumph, or some of my trials or triumphs, I can't remember, about my yard. I talked about it. Like Will put in all this drainage. He tore it all apart, which is great. Except he did all of this in the springtime. And he told me, oh, I'm going to we'll, – we'll plant – we'll put sod down in the fall. Right. That's grass. now. Right. Yes. So yeah. the optimal time to plant this type of grass variety that we can only plant in our yard because it's so shady was September, October, which is right when we brought home a newborn. So as you can imagine, we did not plant any seed or put down any sod. So – Basically, dirt yard. Three years, three weeks ago, I was like, "Will, so talk to me about the backyard, like, honey, what's yeah. happening here? Do we need sod?" And he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, like we can only plant in the fall, and it's kind of too late now." And I was like, "Are you telling me that we are not going to have any grass or anything in the yard for a whole another year?" And he's like, "Yeah, you can't plant much. in early spring, no." You have to wait a year with Dirt Yard? Yes. Your husband's a landscape architect and he did this to you? I'm like, you like he's fired. Yeah. I'm like, this is really unfortunate. You what, can't throw it, down some cheap sod or something just to right. like. To get you through the summer? Yeah, but then it'll like, it'll die. So at the end exactly, of the summer. That's you'll, fine. You'll get a whole summer out of it. Yeah, but then you're just going to waste sodding the whole backyard and then have to resod it again. Consider yeah, but, it like a fee to live in your backyard for the summer. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's either that or it's like baby girl taking her Easter bunny photos and dirt in the mm-hmm. backyard. Yep. Sit down there, girl. Trust me, I'm not pleased. I was pouting for, well, I'm That's still it. pouting, basically. I'm like really <laughs> no, upset I'm pouting about aloud it. to hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> and it's not really his fault because, you know, to be fair, we did have like a fresh several no, day no, old baby. It's his fault. You had a fresh but, baby. I'm sure he had some time on his hands. Yeah, it's When you fault. both were sleeping. <laughs> but I was just like, the, anyway, so I'm not putting it all on him. I didn't really ask him about it, God, but nice. I'm really mm-hmm. frustrated by it because here's the other thing that's really annoying when you don't have grass. Every time your dog goes out to go to the bathroom, you don't realize that grass almost acts like a little doormat yes it does and so if he's if the dog is just like running around in dirt then she brings tons of dirt into the house and Mm -hmm. now we're about to have like a crawling infant so Mm -hmm. anywho that is a challenge and i'm not really sure how to fix it but maybe she gets some astroturf and just (laughs) 
That'd be more expensive. Yeah, that than the, is not a cheaper option. I think your neighbors would see it and love it. <laughs> get an indoor outdoor rug. Just put it down. So Go to the outlet, get like five nine by twelve <laughs> and just cover your yard. Yeah, I feel bad for you. That is a yeah, trial. That's gross. It is Sorry. It, probably my biggest trial yet because. It looks like I'm going to have, I don't know. I will say we did, and again, this still costs money, so I'm sure you, you won't, but we did some of those little slate, like bots in the slate pavers mm-hmm. and put them right by our the end of our porch because that was yeah. a muddy area for us and um, just to help that transition from the grass and onto oh, the porch into the house. And it does help a little bit if you're just wanting so the dog kind of at least – Kind yeah, of yeah. Spots on that, yeah. Hey, all right. Anyway, that sucks. Nope. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Talk Boo. to us next September when you're laying sod. Mm. Lord. Wait, is there a triumph? My triumph was my please hate these things. Oh, okay, account. that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. My attention span is about the sounds of a pee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go. Okay. Um. So my sister Cameron, um, she just renovated her home in Decatur, and they knocked out a bunch of walls. And she has a big family, so they bought a big dining table. Well, she had a petite dining table that was a Ballard one that. Um, we had years ago. I don't know. It's got two big X's on the top surface inlaid and has oh, four I like legs. That one. Yeah, or, yeah, it's a pretty, it's very pretty. It's very simple. Anyway, so she was like, hey, you want this table? And I was like, mm. now I still have our outdoor teak table as my dining table mm-hmm. because it's it, a beautiful table. It's a yeah. big trestle table. It's gorgeous, yeah. but it's teak. So I've been trying to like move it outside for a while because <laughs> we need one outside. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to buy another teak table to go outside when right. I have one inside. Right. So anyway. And they're expensive. Yeah. They're, teak is expensive. It's very expensive. So I was like, well, why don't we get this outside? Anyway, so my my trial, and this is why it's a trial, is because David was like, yeah, let's get it. So he like brings it in and we assembled the legs back. That's no problem. Um, but we now have this massive teak table that's not so easy that like oh, we need to like. It probably weighs like a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy, <laughs> and you can't get it outside because it's so heavy. We need to. I just don't know if it's just me, but with my husband and I moving things, does it seem like it's the worst thing in the world when you're both moving something together? If it's super or do you work heavy. well? Together? No, we get in fights. Oh yeah, constantly. So it's it's definitely like one of those. He's going to be like like you know Ross saying pivot. <laughs> And I can't move, you know, like, it's yeah. like, it always turns into that because it's very, it's, it is little sharp turns you have mm-hmm. to take like most people in their home and out the door. So for right now, I just have, we've been busy with a bunch of events and so we have not moved it outside. So instead I have two, two tables <laughs> sitting in my living room nice. and we've been using one on the back side of the sofa. So in a way, if you kind of like start to walk in our house, you're like, oh, they put a table behind the sofa. <laughs> Interesting. And then you come in a step more and you're like, no, no, there's just a ton of tables in this house. <laughs> Many tables. Yes. So. Um, Can, okay. Do you have like a, does David have a brother? He doesn't. He has a sister who is even wimpier than I am. Sorry, Do Jennifer. you have a brother-in-law or some friend that you can be like, Just invite guys over for beers I'm to watch to football get a Saturday. Bye. No, yeah. that's what it, it takes. We just have been busy and we have a few weekends coming up busy so it's just there isn't we haven't had enough time to move it that i was like but i want to get this moved before it's time to pull up like christmas stuff and you know how anyway too much just too you know when there's just too much stuff around your house and you just want to like burn burn the place down start over yes that's why that's my trial um 
And then my triumph would be, you'd be very proud, Caroline. I did a very fall tablescape and I was very- On which table? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably should have done these in the opposite order. This is when we only had one table in the house. So um, it was very pretty. Um, But I had gone down to that floral market. Did I talk about this? No. Oh. There's a floral market right down the street from us on Howell Mill. And I went in there and got some blue thistle. Um, I love blue thistle. Yeah, and they, it's beautiful. It's such a pretty color. And then I had this soft colored pumpkins and, Ooh, you know, the soft oranges and, and whites. Oh, yeah, I got pictures. Anyway, <laughs> and I had bought some new brass candlestick holders. So I had a whole bunch of candles with white tapers. Um, and then it was it was just so pretty. And I was so excited. I was like, Carolyn would be proud of this floral <laughs> arrangement. And it was more like a tablescape probably than a floral arrangement, I should say. But I had like soft eucalyptus on the edge and then the fish thistle Ooh. that was sharp and I I thought of everything you told you taught me I was like all right so I have something a little hard and ugly and then I got kind of something flowy and long <laughs> yay. yay yeah okay well please send pictures and we'll put it in the I show will, I will show you it's pretty did you post them on your Instagram yes okay because I felt like I saw something on your Instagram Sounds but familiar. I was, thinking. was it for a dinner party or just for yeah, your house for the fall um that was actually for Elliot's birthday. Oh, that was the, he's fun. Mm-hmm. I had a kid's table, but it wasn't as cute. That was the adult. <laughs> they don't know the difference. Yeah. So, And I did a whole bunch of like cheese boards, but like, oh. you know, like tons, loaded stuff and all like fall colored. Like I made sure I had the pomegranates cut in half and like pretty. The, like, dark colored red pears all kind of sliced. Pretty. And yeah, it was really yeah. pretty. I was, I was like... <laughs> You know, when you're like, I feel good. I did it good. <laughs> and it was very easy. I recommend for anyone just because I bought all the meat and cheese in advance and you literally just like, other than cutting up some things, it was like plop it all out and it yeah. was done. Yeah. Smart. Okay. Yeah. Cheese boards are great. Yeah, they are. And Chick-fil-A a, nuggets. I got a huge Everybody one from Ballard's. What, a, a board? A cheese board. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a pizza paddle, but it's an actual cheese board. Anyways, I don't use it very often, but I do make a cheese board. It looks when so not pretty. using it, do you store it by hanging it on the wall or do you put it in a cabinet? You, I can't fit it in a cabinet. Yeah, it so you have it yet, like out so, and about somewhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's way too big to fit in a cabinet, so I have to, but it looks pretty. All right, Karen. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. So installment number two of my renovation stories. Dun, I started dun, last dun. time, right? I know. This is so fun. <laughs> for us, not for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fun for me. I'm enjoying to live okay. vicariously through you. Oh, okay. my Lord, you guys. So um, last time I talked about trying to pick my paint color, and I was trying to pick it in the dark in a basement. <laughs> and they were going to start painting like Monday, and I had no idea. So I picked a color, and this whole time, Joe Mooney has been real worried about the color I was picking because I wanted to pick a dark blue and have the ceiling and and walls and trim, everything the same color. And he's been very, 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 very vocal about <laughs> this this choice. Um, and we've had more than one discussion slash argument slash fight about it. Um, and so then it got me all nervous because I'm like, if he hates it, 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 I'll just hear about it for the next 25 years. You know, it'll just be the worst. Yeah. Because I've been shoving it down his throat. Like, this is a good idea. You're good. I'm a professional. Let me do the, you know, that whole thing, those arguments. <laughs> yeah, you be a lawyer and I'll be me. Um, so, yeah, that goes over well. So, anyway. So, they painted it this week. Um, they put the first coat on. And Joe Colley's like, oh, they painted the first coat. I'm like, 
well, what do you think? And he's like, I really like it. Ah! <laughs> but he's being serious. He's being serious. That's good. And I got home and it is so good. Good. Okay, what's I'm the color? I'm so excited. I don't know. Karen. <laughs> well, I got the color at my Ace Hardware because I talked last week about how much I love Ace Hardware. She did. Colors and paints. Well, first I went and got some Pharaoh and ball colors like you had suggested. I got three three blues and none of them were quite right. So I went up to my Ace and I got three more blues. And of course, I'm doing all this in the dark. Uh-huh. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I thought you're doing this in the dark. I'm picking a paint color in, in the, the dark. In the dark, yeah. Um, and I picked it and held my breath. And I, but I love it. I love it. I love Good. it. Mm-hmm. So you did not do any swatches. I did. I painted. Oh, but you were looking at them in the dark. Is yes. What you're saying. Okay, I did big it. ones like okay. you've told me to do. Okay, good. So I had my drywall guy cut me a big piece of drywall and I did really big pieces in there. Okay, good. And I'll, I'll get the number and tell you what it is, okay. but it's, you know, it's an Ace Hardware color. So if you're not an Ace Hardware fan, I guess you can get them to convert all this stuff anyway. Yeah. But it's yeah. so pretty. It's a, like a peacocky blue and I'm having him do it all gloss. The whole basement is gloss and it's because of Bunny Williams who was that on this episode? Tip she had, yeah, she had the tip about in her these New York um, apartments on the first floor. The ceilings are awfully low, often low, and so she paints the ceiling a uh, shiny, shiny gray. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, it bounces the light around. Da, da, da. So on the stairwell going down to the basement, I'm doing all of that in gray, glossy, glossy gray. So the ceiling, the walls, and the trim, and then Pretty. like a light gray, you know, not super dark. Yeah. And then when you get to the bottom step you're into this. the basement and it's all this shiny blue and so to me it feels like you're in a boat or something i don't know i love it i love it i love it well what's great i feel like okay you did show karen did show us some inspiration pictures and i felt like they all kind of felt like a boat did they i mean not they weren't boats right no but they, they kind of felt like i don't know marine-esque i guess ironically i you showed us photos same thing and i remember thinking this reminds me of our basement in maine when we grew up we had this dark lower ceiling mm-hmm. it was a, it was a basement that they converted into the two rooms and my grandfather or a great grandfather used to like sleep down there sometimes and he was like a nautical I don't know so in my mind too it was very like really? nautical in an odd way interesting the color choice though I think well I that know. blue that like peacocky kind of navy kind of peacock in a marine color that I feel like I feel like that was used on boats. I'm not, I don't. I am not like a seafaring historian or anything. I don't know anything about this. I'm but sure I we have plenty like of listeners who are. Yes, so. write us and tell us because we don't know. I feel know. like it is. I don't know. Well, I love it, you guys. I'm so in love with it. I'm so happy. I was so nervous. I was so really like it. nervous. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there is the, it's just paint and you can just paint over it again. But there's also when you have a husband to contend with and you've been like preaching your gospel for three months yeah. and then you're like oh how dumb oh, you am I? know everyone listening it has some sort it you know if it's a roommate yeah it's hard with opinions so. yeah it is so so far so good we're not divorced yet we're still happy we're still excited it'll be fun um my trial is that i had to put everything in storage you know from my basement oh, yeah. so it's sort of twofold so the basement's kind of full of construction equipment things keep arriving for the basement, like, oh, the banquette that I ordered when we had double points at Ballard. So now it's like they're two months early sitting around and the bars arriving next week, all the, you know, the plumbing fixtures, the tile, like everything's arriving. So the basement is full, even the parts that, you know, 
so in my dining room now, I have a range. I have a dishwasher. Oh, no. oh, I have, no. Yeah, like all this stuff keeps arriving. So my house is covered up in things. But then everything has gone off to storage. Like, I guess, all my winter sweaters. I don't know. I can't find them anywhere. They seem to be gone. And all of our extra chairs for Thanksgiving, like all of our extra dining room chairs, we put those in storage. I don't yeah. know. It was short-sighted of me, clearly. All of our Christmas decorations. So if we're not done by Christmas, there's no decorations in my house. We should be done, but we'll see. Can't you go to your storage unit? No, it's like one of those pods oh. where they, you know, you fill up a big container and then they take it away. And then oh. when you're ready, they bring your big container back. Yeah. So, she's, so she's wearing short sleeves yeah. all winter. I have one shopping. sweater that I bought this summer and I've worn it like well. three times a week. As we said earlier, it's probably time to go to Zawa. Or Zara, sorry. Yeah, time to go shopping, I guess. Excuses. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, I, don't you think you would have, like, who packed the storage unit? I, mean, I, I would have done My husband that, and I. Well, because I think we I were thinking we'll that. be done by mid-November. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I won't need those chairs, blah, blah, blah. Well, now Thanksgiving's here, almost. Not quite. In a few weeks. Well, if you need another table, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I have my folding table. It weighs a thousand pounds, so you'll have to come get it yourself. No, I have those folding oh, Giordino tables. I recommend them to everybody. They're teak. They're outdoor tables for us, but they're teak on the top, wrought iron on the bottom, and they fold. And they're long, like dining table size. And I bring two of those up for all holiday events, and I can sit 16 people. Booms. And then they fold up and go away. How many can you fit with your new 12? Okay. With my new round table with yeah. my topper, I can fit 12. But I'm having, I think, 15 or 16 for Thanksgiving this year. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. Joe cooks it all. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Mooney. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I've told Joe how he won't allow ham on the <laughs> table with the turkey. <laughs> I'll save that for our special Thanksgiving episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Well, it is time for our guest. So let's get to it. The icon, Bunny Williams. Yay. So we are so excited to have Bunny Williams as our guest today. Mm-hmm. It has been a minute since we had you on the podcast, so we're glad you're back. And we've got a lot to cover. We've got yes. a lot of ground to cover. Designer superstar. And we have gotten quite a bit of feedback from our listeners that you are their favorite guest that we've had so far. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be back. You're welcome. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about because you're yes. doing new stuff with us. You're doing new stuff in your life. Yes. And we want to talk about all of it. So what should we do first? I kind of want to talk about your new office you just built um, that's adjacent to your home in Connecticut. It's interesting when you live in a house, people say, oh, I'm bored with my house and I don't know what to do with it. Um, we have the house in Connecticut that I wrote about an affair with a house. Um, and I have had this house for 37 years. It's my home. And a adjacent property came on the market. Um, and it was a self-built A-frame house that was very close to me. And I thought about it. Um, I, when I would swim in my pool, I'd hear their dogs barking, which sort of annoyed me because it would make my dogs bark. <laughs> so I kind of decided that maybe I could should consider looking at this property. And it was a um, very, um, very sort of mediocre A-frame house with a deck. And I'm not necessarily a fan of decks because I think they I always think they're creepy crawlies under it. Mm. So um, <laughs> I looked at this and 
John, my husband, like just shook his head. So I bought it <laughs> and I turned a four bedroom house into one giant room and a there's a bedroom and a bath. Um, it's really um, I used the bedroom as a gym and I it was it was published in El Decor and the gym has a tapestry in it that I actually bought here in Atlanta at Scott's. And I said, you know, I'm never going to go in a gym unless it's pretty. And I don't go in there enough anyway, <laughs> right. but at least it's a pretty room to look at. <laughs> and the the second floor is now one big room. And as I say, it was a, it had a bedroom. It had a, four bedrooms, a kitchen, and it's now one giant room. And I put big glass windows, big modern glass windows at the end because I have a beautiful view of the countryside. I look over my orchard. I look at the hills. So... I always look at it and I say, I bought a view. <laughs> but it makes a great studio. I can go up, get away from everybody. I have my library there. I do a lot of creative work there. Um, my I draw books. I read. Um, and I, I realize how luxurious it is to have a place to get away from everyone. I think it's very hard because it's hard to get away from your mm-hmm. husband, your children. And to have chaos. your own space. And have your own space yeah. that nobody can move anything. I can find <laughs> it. If I leave all the books open and stacked, I can walk away from it and come back. And so I never had that. And it was big luxury. It's, it's up on a hill, right? It's on a hill. Yes. I, I think I was at your house when you were under construction. Yes. I'm like, what is she doing up there? <laughs> So do any of your employees come and work there, or is it ju- it's literally just for you? They have, and uh, uh, Kyle, who's going to be my new creative director at Bunny uh, Williams Home, is coming up this summer. I'm taking some time off, and it's really a great place to sit and think and get away from the day-to-day work schedule, so it's going to be a good that studio. Because so nice. your office is in the city. My office of is New in New York. The office is chaos from... The minute you walk in the door till the time you leave, there's no, uh, there's no peace and quiet. And it's, uh, you know, we work on a lot of different projects. We are designing for my decorating business, designing for Bunny Williams Home. There's not a lot of uh, quiet time during the day. And I think it's always important to have time to. Right. You yeah, have to have a place it. to come up with the amazing ideas. You then to get inspired. Yeah. Sure. So you do. So, yeah. So just explain, if you don't mind, you have two businesses. You have a design business where you still do interior design. Amazing yes. work yes. in people's homes. I have a new book coming out this spring. Oh. Um, and uh, we're calling it Affairs with Other Houses. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Sounds so loose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's coming out this spring. And um, it'll have a lot of projects, new projects in the work we do. Oh, awesome. And then in addition to that, you have a whole nother business, Bunny Williams Home, which is designing your own stuff, furniture, and it's it's furniture and like um, all types of furniture. It's It's really mainly furniture. We do now we do pillows we have lampshades wonderful pattern mm-hmm. lampshades with indian papers uh we have an incredible lamp collection that um those brush stroke lamps stroke that people lamps. see all the time they're um, gorgeous and I, it really started i started bunny williams home we're going to have our 10th anniversary in october <gasps> congrats and wow. uh i started it i i laugh i said 
I spent so much time shopping for drinks tables because I think it's so awkward when you sit down in somebody's room and you've got a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and there's no place to put it down. Mm -hmm. I mean, every chair that you sit in should have something small next to it to make people feel comfortable. And um, I was spending all this time looking for them shopping and I thought, well, I need to design some because it's a waste of time to be you know, going around looking for the perfect little <laughs> drinks table. So I started a line of drinks tables. And then I also found that I had a very hard time finding the perfect bedside table because I like a bedside table that has a drawer if you want to put things away and a shelf for books and magazines. So there's things that work. I hate, you know, I don't even really like chests of drawers because you got to open the drawers. I want to put my current magazines, my current books, whatever I'm reading. And I like to have a, you know, drawer for a nail file or whatever I want to put away. So I, and I, they were hard to find. So I started designing those. So Bunny Williams Home really started with um, needing these products for, des for design projects. Now we do a huge amount of upholstery, you know, lighting. Um, it's grown and grown. Yes. Okay, wait. So let's go back to the drinks table. What is like the optimum size? For, like, because when you are pantomiming that, it makes you makes it seem like very small. It can be 12 inches square. I have a, a cube table. It doesn't have to be any different. It could be 12 or 14 inches square, mm -hmm. but it's just a place to rest something. And I don't know if you've ever gone to somebody's house and there's a chair and you sit in the chair and you're like, yeah. Where am I going to put something down? Mm -hmm. You have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or, you know, a glass of wine. You can't, that makes somebody uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then they reach over and put it on the floor. So, right. Or the coffee table is so far away. The coffee table's really. Why do people aren't. do that? Well, you know, <laughs> coffee table, I think, is great for, the, for your hors d'oeuvres. You put the cheese on it, you put the crudite on it. You know, you have some books, but it's hard to reach over from the chair to use the coffee table for your drink. Mm -hmm. So I find, you know, an end table next to the sofa you use or these little tables. And if you come to my house, you'll find these little tables tucked everywhere. <laughs> but then I realize I see people sit down and the first thing they do is put their glass down. Right. And it's right there. It's So, okay, well, what about height? Does it need to be... Like it really high? should be lower than the arm of the, the chair. Arm. Okay. So it can be, you know, you don't want it 12 inches. It could be, you know, 14. No, it doesn't have to be any higher than 18 inches. Okay. So it's low. It's mm -hmm. simply, imagine reaching your hand over and putting something down. Okay. Um, and they're better not too tall. Okay. And Good. do you still have many of them in your line? For? I have many. How many, uh, how many are in the line now? <laughs> About 12. <laughs> I'm always coming and up with a you have them new, all in your living room. <laughs> and, uh, I'm always coming up with a new idea for one. So we have them everywhere from one that looks like a carved tree trunk that's gold to one that's very modern with just a spiral metal base and a lacquer top. So they're all different styles. And Do you still go hunting for antique ones? Yes. <laughs> I go hunting for antiques all the time. You know, I think it's interesting. Um, there's this... Everybody's talking about, oh, everybody wants things modern. Well, John and I are moving into a new apartment in New York. And this is, it's always the hardest thing to be a designer and design for yourself. 
But when I looked at our, our things, we have collected for many years. We have some beautiful pieces of furniture. And what I'm trying to do in this apartment is to use the good pieces of furniture, but use contemporary things with it. Add contemporary art. Add contemporary lighting. I mean, just to take a traditional space and put a modern light fixture, all of a sudden just changes the mood of that room. Mm -hmm. So I want to not say, oh, I'm going to get rid of all this. It's too good. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish that... I wish young people would not not say they don't want their parents' furniture because sometimes their parents have bought really good furniture. But think of it in your modern room. Think of it as almost a piece of sculpture. And it's not, its shape is what's important. It's patina, it's beautiful wood. Um, I mean, these pieces were handmade. They were c constructed in a wonderful way. And I think they can look contemporary if they're in a very simple white room with white furniture they stand out and they're almost like a work of art right so is the new space more contemporary than the no no okay the new space is not first of all i have a huge library so there are bookcases everywhere which is not modern but uh <laughs> i need a place for books which i use all the time mm -hmm. uh reference books and my garden books and so there are books uh it's an old building, you know, it's not a mm -hmm. modern building. We live in a pre-war building, so the space is um, fairly traditional. I mean, we've put in new doors, which are paneled, and uh, I haven't stripped it down to be a modern uh, background, but I'm adding modern lighting, modern coffee table, modern art, and I'm right. designing a dining room table that will be contemporary. Uh, but I'm going to have antique chairs around it. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, too, and about how often, like you said, uh, younger people walk into their parents' homes and they're like, oh, it just, I hate it here. This is not exact, anything like what I want. How can um, those people who have a, a home that might be covered in chintz or a room full of dark furniture or something that feels dated, how can they, without throwing all of it out, how do they make it feel more current? Well, first of all, take down the chimps' curtains. Okay. And burn them. And burn them. Okay. And uh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> probably, I, again, simplify, simplify. And even a sofa, if you slip cover it in, in linen or, you know, a, a umbrella indoor-outdoor canvas a fabric. A solid, maybe. A solid. Mm -hmm. make, make your most of your furniture solid fabrics. Um, and even if you have an antique rug, don't put a pattern on the antique rug. That's sort of 80s, it's over. And if you have a pretty rug you wanna keep, keep it, but put all the furniture in solid fabrics. I do it in my own house because I get tired of the same print. And then I can change it with pillows or a throw over the back. And mm -hmm. I can have you know dark pillows in the winter and light pillows in the summer. So you can kind of change the room um, just with a few small, uh, statements. I also think we have to declutter. And I think a lot of us, uh, you know, we have every picture of every child in every mix match frame mm. on every table. Pet peeve. And it's just one of my pet peeves. Mm. And I say, take all those photographs out, frame them, hang them on a hall wall, blow them up. And I go to people's houses and I go, you've got the same birthday party. You've got 20 pictures of exactly the same birthday party. <laughs> now, one would do. You will remember right. it. Right. So you have to edit those things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for us to edit. Um, you know, if there's a lot of stuff on the top of the tables, think about putting them in bookshelves if they um, mean something to you. Organization is 
more modern. And I think that, for instance, when you're organizing your things, it's always interesting to take them all away from where they are, mm-hmm. put them on a table, and group like things. For instance, if you have china that you like, put it together. Don't have one piece of china here and another one there, because it begins to make more of a statement. Mm-hmm. And it's more interesting that way. That's what styling is all about. So you can make, it's not that you have to throw everything away, but you have to think about where you place it and mm-hmm. how it's arranged in the room. And I think that if you've got good furniture, keep it. But maybe the coffee table could be a modern coffee table and maybe your end tables are old. Mm-hmm. I also think a room, and I've say this all the time a room of all the same color furniture first of all it's a little boring and then you don't see one piece nothing from special another. Every, right? everything's brown or mm-hmm. everything's white so i think if you've got you know a brown end table maybe you have a brass and glass coffee table you put different textures of furniture in a room and it's each piece is going to stand out on its own um, maybe you have a piece of furniture that's not so great, you could paint it white. And if you've got a dark mahogany dining room table, dark chairs, a dark sideboard, everything's one color. Sometimes it's fun to paint the chairs white, mm-hmm. keep the wood sideboard, keep the um, dining room table, but have white chairs or have all upholstered chairs. But you want to break up the finishes so that each piece kind of stands out and makes it more interesting on its own. People do ask us, um, they'll email in and ask, you know, the wood doesn't match or can I put painted furniture with wood furniture or is there a limit to how many different finishes we should have in a room? No. No? I mean, I think that, you know, that's, I I don't, I don't think everything, single thing should be a different color right but um <laughs> you know if you've got woods it, it doesn't mean that you can't have a mahogany table and a walnut table you you i consider wood different they're different species of wood so mm-hmm. i don't mind that all the woods have to be exactly the same color but i think you need to break it up and add uh something lighter to to a dark you know an all dark room and it also makes it look fresher right makes it happier we have we I feel like we always circle back to the brown furniture conversation. <laughs> Lately like, we have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like it's coming back. Like people are more, you know, for a while it was like all about white and gray, and now I feel like you'll you're seeing it more in design magazines, but how do you like say you have all brown furniture at your house, you want to update. How do you how do you pick which one to keep brown, you know, to keep its original wood finish and which one to paint like is there well I think it it depends on the quality of the furniture I mean if you've got a beautiful old dining room table with gorgeous wood you're not going to paint it Mm -hmm. um you might have some chairs that you know if they're not 18th century beautiful chairs maybe you have some 20th century chairs paint those white okay Mm -hmm. you could so I think it's a little bit in the quality of the wood Mm -hmm. um and, you know, there's some people have oak furniture. Well, I don't mind painting oak furniture white right. because sometimes the oak isn't really that pretty a color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I look at a beautiful, I was doing a job and we bought this beautiful 
um, mahogany dining room table, but the mahogany's faded. I mean, it's 200 years of beautiful. I couldn't make that table. Mm-hmm. And so I'm certainly, that's why we bought it. But we have painted chairs that are going to go around it mm-hmm. and we'll keep it fresher. Yeah, and livens lighter. it up a little bit. And also, the other thing too, you, a piece of furniture that you have in one room that maybe it's been there, it doesn't always have to stay in that room. Um, I find even with myself, over the years, I bought a table for my living room. And then I decided, I fell in love with another table or I wanted to change it. That table's now up in a guest bedroom. So things can move around and you can even look at your own furniture and think, maybe it's more interesting if I just take it out of that place that it's been in for a long time and wouldn't it look good someplace Mm -hmm. else? Um, And if you've got a lot of brown wood furniture in one room, maybe you move a chest or a table up to a bedroom and find something painted for that room or something that's a different finish. Right. Yeah, we've had some people send in photos of like bedroom suites. Yes. You know, we're like, no, take that one of the side tables out and put it into another guest room. Like take whatever you had in that room and bring it in here. Yeah. Like like mix it up a little bit. Yeah. It shouldn't look so cookie cutter. Yes. Because I feel like if you were to buy, like if you were to buy a new house, that's the perfect time to do that. Like Rearrange. whatever. Yeah. Just shuffle things around. You know, maybe sure. you had the sofa with these two chairs and this coffee table here, but then doesn't have to moving, be there. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of part of the fun, right? Well, and I love seeing something that like a chest or something that you would normally see in a bedroom used as a bar no or question. in a living room. You know, I just love that. I feel like it, a little bit of the unexpected. I also think that everybody, when you're young and you're buying furniture, to me, furniture is not a fashion statement. You should buy things you really love, and you will have them for a very long time. I have a chair in my house in the country that I bought many, many years ago for $125. (laughs) And it's a sort of 50s directoire painted chair. To this day, I love that chair. It's very chic, stylish. It was stylish 30 years ago. It's still stylish. And now that $125 chair... It's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, but you find things, you develop your taste. And what's fun about it, even if if your taste change, you're going to find you're always going to keep the good things that you own, but you'll, you'll maybe put a modern painting over the sideboard and you make it look different because your, your eyes always changing. Uh, But I think that, you know, you can buy a dress and say, okay, it's out of style. I'm not going to wear it next year. But you shouldn't treat furniture that way. I think that it's all expensive to start out with. And Mm -hmm. if you make those investments little by little over your lifetime, you're going to have wonderful pieces that you're never going to tire of. So tell me this. If you have maybe certain restrictions in your house or you're looking for something to fit a certain space, like... How, I guess, how do you balance choosing things that are the appropriate scale with things that you love that you're going to let? I mean, because I think some people just shop for furniture for a particular house, you know, or a room. But, you know, I find, for instance, I don't think anybody should buy a sofa longer than seven feet because it's probably going to fit in almost any room that mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. If you buy the nine-foot sofa because all of a sudden you have a wall that holds nine feet – you may move and that nine foot sofa is not going to fit. Okay. I have seven feet. You know, I, I find 
I'm more comfortable with two people on a sofa. Uh-huh. Four people on a sofa, it's like being on a bus or it's the subway. <laughs> so I say most people, two people sit on the sofa. And maybe your children are in the middle or... Uh, and sometimes you might have an L-shaped sofa that's a little bit longer because you're watching television. But but I think if you don't, if you're not tempted to buy the overscaled piece of furniture for a specific space, particularly if you don't think you're maybe going to be there forever, you're going to find that a round table, 30 inches, is going to fit anywhere. It goes next to a sofa. Mm-hmm. It's a good size. Um you know, a coffee table that's 24 by 48 is going to fit anywhere. If you buy the coffee table for a room that's the size of a queen-size bed, it's <laughs> probably not going to fit everywhere. Okay. So I think you should, you know, know that that maybe this isn't your only house or you're going to move. And buy furniture that is what I call normal scale. Mm-hmm. And then it translates really well. I think that's such good advice. And people probably... It seems so logical, right? right? But like sometimes the most logical thing is (laughs) not always what you do. How do you feel about the trend out there of this overscale furniture um, that's out in the market? I think that the furniture has got to fit the scale of the room you're putting it in. You will ruin a room if you put too big scale furniture in too small of a room. And it's very interesting. Years ago... I was being interviewed by a um, design writer for the New York Times. And often the New York Times does articles on um, trying to almost put down the interior design business as being unnecessary to have Mm. a professional. So I was interviewed and I took on the challenge. (laughs) And the writer, who was a little antagonistic in the beginning, We've become very good friends. Uh, She went shopping with me. She went with me for clients. She was like, you know, why do you need to tell these people what to buy? I said, I'm not telling them what to buy. I'm telling them what will fit. They will make the decision. And part of the deal was that I was to go to her apartment and help her (laughs) with her own apartment. And she had a nice apartment in New York. And I went in, and the first thing I said is, you have a sofa. It was a narrow room, and she had a sofa that was about 48 inches deep. Wow. It took up half the room. <laughs> and I, first of all, I rearranged the room. It made. She said, I can't believe it. It looks so much better. I mean, I moved the sofa <laughs> myself. I moved this heavy TV. I moved the whole room mm-hmm. around. She said, you're absolutely right. It looks so much better. And I said, the first thing you're going to have to do, if you would buy a sofa, there are plenty of comfortable sofas that are 36 inches deep. That foot depth is killing your room. It's making mm-hmm. it look much narrower than it really is. So the proportions, it's so much about the room that you're putting it in. If you've got a huge big room with lots of open space, the big furniture is fine. But you can't buy that big furniture for a smaller space because it kills the it's all about scale and proportion Mm -hmm. i mean i spend my life everybody in my office everything gets scaled in we draw everything in it's not it it isn't just oh i love this chair right table does it fit Mm -hmm. and it's not guesswork no Mm -mm. (laughs) no and it's hard when you go to a store where the store is huge and you sit in it and you think oh isn't this wonderful 
But you have to remember how big your room is. Right. Mm-hmm. How big is the space you're putting in? Yeah, stores can really fool you. No question. Yeah, because they're giant. It's like buying ceilings or thirty feet. And you think, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, I feel like that's the perfect segue to talk about maybe your sofa. Oh yeah, you, you have a new have, line yeah, with us that you designed oh. for us. Yeah, you designed some new upholstery and case goods that yes. are coming out in October. What's fun is I often. You know, there's so much on the market. There's so much. I mean, you can open. You have lots of great product, and everybody does. So if I'm designing things, I sort of like to design them so they have a little bit of personality. They're a little different. Mm -hmm. So um, I've got two chairs. One is a scroll scroll arm chair that's that's good size. Any man is comfortable in it. It's deep enough. It's generous. But again, it has a lightness because it has this open arm quality. So it's not as heavy as a big, massive armchair, but just as comfortable. And I think it gives you, even if you have the big upholstered chair, this could be a chair that works with it to give the room a little bit of personality. And then there's a what I call a slipper chair, and that's a chair that has no arms, but incredibly comfortable because it's wide enough in the seat. And again, in a small room, a pair of those on either side of a sofa is not overwhelming, but everybody's going to be very comfortable, especially if they have a little drinks table next to them. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's um, you know, a, f- a furniture plan when, to me... When I'm sitting in a room, I want to be able to relate to the people in the room. I want eight people to be able to talk to each other comfortably. So if you have a sofa and you have two chairs on either side of the sofa, and then you have two chairs opposite it, and you add two benches, it's a perfect square group for eight people. And everybody can talk to each other. They can see each other. Mm -hmm. They're not too far apart. Sometimes I go in a room and things are so far apart that you almost feel like you need a megaphone Mm -hmm. to talk to the person across the room. Mm -hmm. And that's not intimate. Um, And I also think you want furniture that's easy to move a little bit because obviously a lot of people are watching television. So it's one thing if we're talking as a group and it's another thing if we want to turn the chair around a little bit and all watch. Watch a movie. Mm -hmm. Watch a movie or watch a football game. So... And, but I also like to pull it back so that people can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's good to have different scale of chairs in a room. Um, it makes it work better. And your sofa. Now, is... the sofa, which I love, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is it has a scallop back. It has a button back, high back. And I th- thought this sofa would be so much fun even in a family room or an eat-in kitchen. It could even have the table in front of it. Um, and it just has a lot of personality. It's when you when you're you know want that uh, unusual space that's got a, a a great wall. This sofa just has a personality with the scallop. Back. Definitely a statement. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty even in a window. No you question. Know? It'd be a great be frame for a window, a, it, like a window seat, mm-hmm. um, or in a you know I even envisioned it in a breakfast room with a table in front of it and chairs around it, uh, but. It's got a lot of personal. Yeah. Now, Carolyn, you have to tell her your story, uh, your your personal statement about how comfortable my her chair is. My embarrassing story. <laughs> my most recent embarrassing story. So I am. Let's remember, Carolyn's very pregnant. Yes, yes. I'm very pregnant, <laughs> and uh, we were shooting our holiday catalog, and I was waiting on set to shoot something, and I, it just 
I had to kind of sit around until we were had time. And um, so I your your chair, your scroll arm chair was in one of the rooms. So I just took a little seat waiting around and fell asleep <laughs> for probably an hour. Um, oh my gosh. They had to come wake her up. No one woke me up. Also, this chair was like in the very middle of the entire house. Like there were like three sets all around me. So I'm sure there is some picture of me like drooling oh, somewhere on someone's phone. That's great. But that is how comfortable right. your scroll arm chair you is. You were testing it. <laughs> Isn't that great? But that funny. Yeah, and it, it's upholstered in a very soft velvet. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it has great, it great nail head details. I mean, there's a lot of detail to that chair um, that I think is fun. And I, I guess when I look at I always want to have something that has character. Right. All the pieces. Mm-hmm. The the um, bench that we've done that is looks like rope. It's carved wood, but it's knotted. And it's just got some character. So if you put two benches like that in front of your fireplace, it's extra seating. It can be pulled up. If all of a sudden, you know, your family all comes over, I like to have some places to pull up something so mm-hmm. there's... I'm not looking for a chair all the time. Right. A heavy one that you're dragging in from another room. I want to ask you something sort of off track, but not really. Why are slipper chairs called slipper chairs? I know you're going to know. Well, because ladies sat on to put their slippers on. Really? Uh Oh. They were low in the the 18th century. There was always sort of a lady slipper chair. It was low. And that was where you sat to put your slippers on. Wow. That's so now, cute. this is a bigger version because most slipper chairs are too low. Sort of, they're low and they're a little bit smaller than this. But uh, a lot of men don't like to slip sit in something that small. So, this is a sort of beefed up version of us. But they were for ladies and they had these big dresses and whatever. So, they wanted a chair with no arms that was easy to get in and out of. And sense. do we now call chairs without arms most of the time a slipper chair? Well, most people refer it to as an armless chair. Oh, or that. <laughs> okay. You know, there are armless chairs that are very square and modern, and right. I would call that an armless chair. The, this chair has got a little bit more traditional leg and the shape in the back, so its inspiration was more of a s- slipper chair. All right. One thing I loved about the living room that we're showing in our holiday catalog with your sofa and your two chairs is – Paying attention to the legs in the room, um, your scroll, your scroll armchair has sort of a, um, like a turned leg. Yeah, like a turned leg, and then your slipper chair has a very square tapered leg with this pretty like bevel on it, and then the sofa has um, it's skirted right. obviously. Yes. So I just feel like that's such that's not anything. If I were designing my living room, I would have thought about, but of course you've thought about it and. Maybe it's something people could keep in mind if they're picking stuff out. I think you always have to think about legs, skirts, no skirts. We think about it in every plan is if I have a sofa that has a skirt, then I don't mind having chairs next to it that have legs. I don't want all legs and I don't want all skirts because I want it. I want some things off the floor because it's fresher and warm. But it's always thinking, the re- it's always the relationship of what has legs and what doesn't and you know how does it work um and i think there's a there's it's nice i mean often a big sofa looks good with a platform or a skirt it goes down to the floor um and the leg i always think the legs don't look like it's holding up the big sofa Mm. whereas legs on a chair Mm. are normal Mm -hmm. i mean they look good 
Does that also um, translate into the other pieces in the room? For instance, the coffee table, the side tables, that kind of thing. If if you don't want them all to be solid, you want right. some to kind of be open or no maybe round, not round. all squares. You want round. You want to sh- you want to mix up your shape. If you have a table, a sofa, you could have a round table at one end and a square table at the other end. You could have an open table and a chest at the other end. It's all it it. I think variety makes the room more interesting. I mean, sometimes you have a pair of tables, at, uh, but also it can get very boring to just have a sofa, a pair of tables, and a pair of lamps, and a pair of chairs. I, I like symmetry, but I also think you want to know how to break up the symmetry right. to, to give it a little bit more character. You have to you, Then you have to think about balance so that you don't have a great big chair on one side of the sofa and a little tiny chair on the other so you have to think about scale but it'll just be a little bit more interesting if you if you can break up the pairs Mm -hmm. it's a very intricate puzzle yes no wonder no (laughs) wonder we need designers (laughs) yeah well should we talk about the raffia because the raffia coffee table and the nesting nesting tables because I love raffia I love raffia yeah so it's covered the pieces are covered in raffia raffia was it's you know, there's, there's nothing new under the sun in a way. I mean, Raffia, there was years ago, there was a great furniture maker in um, New York called Carl Springer. And Carl Springer introduced uh, more contemporary furniture, and it was all wrapped in straw and lacquered, or leathers and lacquered. I mean, it became a, a new finishes. And I've always loved them. And the coffee table is sort of based on a Chinese design. And I always think of the Raffia and the and the Orient kind of go together. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a beautiful texture in any room. The ch- the table looks good in a modern room or it would look good in a traditional room because of the simplicity of the Chinese shape. It's so, tra- I mean, it goes anywhere. Right. Um, and it's like, I, and I love furniture like that. I love furniture that mm-hmm. can, that has many, looks good in many spaces. And again, it gives you in a room, if you've got some brown furniture, the raffia coffee table, helps to break that up. Yeah, it adds that extra dimension you're talking about. And the nesting tables, I've always loved them because, again, if you sometimes you have a lot of people over and you have a buffet dinner, you can separate the tables and then everybody gets a little, you know, table. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's smart. uh And I love their modern shape, too. It's very very streamlined, yeah. Very clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Add a little mix to the other rooms. Yes. I had a question about... um, decorating end tables because I feel like most people have end tables either for drinks or for lamps and how do you look at because you talked about paring down at the same time so I was wondering what do you kind of see people putting on those tables because those aren't the drink tables per se but they're your kind of anchor pieces on the sides of sofas yeah it's interesting end tables are I think you always have to think about um, how you're going to light a room if you sit on a sofa, you need light. Now, you can do it in a couple ways. You can have an end table that's about 30 inches high, 28 to 30 inches high, and have a lamp on it. And Or you could have a standing lamp, if you want to do it in a more contemporary way. You could have a standing lamp and the low table, for instance, you could take the nesting tables, have those be low, and then have a beautiful standing light behind it Mm. that gives you the light which is a more contemporary look it all does the same thing you've got a table and you've got light which is really what you need um if you have a 
um, an end table with a big lamp on it. Again, I don't think you have to cover that table with everything you've ever owned. Mm -hmm. um, I often like to have a, a plate or something on it because people can put their glass on it. They can almost use the pl plate like a coaster. And then maybe there's one photograph or there's a cash bow with pretty flowers in it. Um, my favorite thing that I've designed for Ballard, I think, ever is my Haggadah uh, <laughs> ice cream container, which is a silver basket. And it's a perfect thing for a plant or flowers. So you could have that on the end table. So you could have a lamp, you know, a pretty plate, and one thing that you can rush out and buy a fern or something. Uh, but I don't think you have to always fill the tables. And, um, and the only time people should do that if they absolutely love to collect and they do it themselves. You know, in the years ago, we used to, as a decorator, people wanted this look and I'm buying the collection. And I'm right. Like, no, I mean, this was should be something that you love to do. Personal. And, mm -hmm. and it should be personal. And if it is, then you beautifully arrange it on that table. But I don't think you have to clutter the table up just... With your faux collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I struggle with that at my house, figuring out, is it, does it look too empty? The side tables, are they too yeah. empty? Is it, is it too full? It still needs to have room for a drink. And, yeah. oh, I might need, to, I might need you. What are you doing after this? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I find, you know, I'm always taking things off my tables because I'm, I, I have a lot of stuff and I think, oh, there's too much, too many things here. I also love you know, I've been buying some beautiful small pieces of contemporary sculpture and they look beautiful on a table. So you can have a traditional lamp and you could have somebody who's done a beautiful little modern bronze that can sit on the table. Um, of course, with a name like Bunny, I have an awful lot of rabbits mm. and I have some very good rabbits. So I have one table that I have to say is my collection of, of bronze 19th century bunnies. Uh, and you know, I'm not going to give them away, but I have collected them and they've been given to me as gifts. So they, they are a part of my life. It doesn't get much more personal than that, that right? right? <laughs> as far as collections go. Well, should we answer some, um, I think it's time. listener, yes. listener questions? These are the luckiest listeners ever. I know, right? They hit the jackpot today. They submitted their questions. Taryn, we're glad you're back and you can yes, read us some questions. absolutely. Okay, so the first one's from Sheila, and she asked, I'm looking for some advice on choosing a new rug and window treatment for my living room. The room feels very blah to me. I'm not afraid of color and pattern, but I have a hard time making a choice with the many options available, and I'm never sure if what I like will look good together. I recently repainted the room a light gray, but I'm not really loving it, and I'm open to changing that. The furniture has to stay for now, with the exception of the current recliner. I'm looking for a more streamlined version, but I would be willing to change the layout. Any suggestions to update my room would be appreciated. Thank you so much. Okay, so should I describe her room? Yes. You know I love to. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a living room, it's a long rectangle. Um, and on the long wall, there is, there, on the two long walls facing each other, there is a media cabinet with a, a flat screen TV over it. To the left of that television is a piano uh, pushed against the wall. And between those is a sort of bergere style chair. Across from that, looking at that, is a um, beautiful velvet sofa that's uh, centered in a large window that has a large recliner next to it. And then on the long wall, um, 
that we're looking into in the room, there is a window in the center, and that's flanked by two um, sort of mid-height white closed bookcases. Yeah? Did I get it all? Mm-hmm. Yes. Am I missing anything? Okay, what should we do, Miss Bunny? Well, one of the things, and this is, I think, a, a, a thing I find all the time, most people railroad their furniture all against the wall, which is exactly what you've done here. Mm-hmm. It's a common thing. They're, the furniture is just all right around the wall. I would put a chair, I would put two chairs facing each other on either side of the sofa mm-hmm. and add a coffee table. Yes, there's not even a coffee table. Where is she and putting then, her coffee? And then I think the French chair that you have on either side of the TV unit should pull forward a little bit. So think about, again, think about this seating group. And I come up, and that poor person who's going to sit in that French chair needs a little table next to them <laughs> because they are not going to have any place to sit. You want to pull your furniture together almost in a in a square. So you've got the sofa, you have a table, maybe a pair of chairs facing each other. And I think, I can't quite tell from this picture, you might be able to add another chair on either side of the television cabinet. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. also is going to make your room, it's going to make the furniture not just all around the perimeter of the room. Um, I I think you would be better off with plain curtains. Mm-hmm. There are print right now. There's there are maybe print. a floral. Um, I don't know. One is closed. I don't know if you don't want to look at something. But I think if you had sort of, the walls are pretty gray. Maybe if you had a, a white, slightly off-white linen uh, panels at the window, it would freshen the room. I also think that if, I think you need a bigger rug. I think that room would be better if mm-hmm. you can have a, ru- a rug that goes under the sofa because the room is making, the rug, the small rug's making the room look smaller. It is. Um, it doesn't have to go all the way down to the door, but at least all your furniture group should be sitting on the rug and it should go to under the TV um, cabinet. And you could do just sisal. I mean, it doesn't have to be an expensive rug. It could be a wonderful uh, sisal carpet. Then I think when with that, I can't tell from this picture exactly what color the sofa is. Can we tell? What that Maybe is? a dark slaty blue gray. Yeah, it looks sort of bluish to me. Mm-hmm. But that's where you could put some more interesting pillows to have a pop of color, and you also the 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 French chair, which is in in the natural, also could be in a in a color if you want. It could be in a blue, or but you could add a little color to the room by covering that chair and having some pillows that go with it. Right. But I think that if you try to make think of a square, think of furniture in more of a square plan your room won't look quite as long as it does in these photographs Mm -hmm. and then you also mentioned maybe her television which is on the same wall as the media maybe turning that and putting it on the wall to its left yes i don't know if that wall if it'll fit if it fits right um if not it obviously but i think if you pull the french chair forward a little bit so it's a little in front of the media cabinet Mm -hmm. and i also think you should rehang the things that are around the cabinet. There, there are a lot of little small things, um, and maybe you could group those uh, over the piano, and, um, but everything's a little too small for that wall. 
on, on, over the television? Over, over the television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make it, okay, yeah. One thought I had, and I have no idea if this would fit, but the piano, I feel like I'm, that really seems challenging to me, like where to put it, but it, she might be able to turn it 90 degrees and fit it on that's this what we little. Thought. Yeah, if it goes. Oh, on I'm that, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the TV. So I no, was that's confused. all right. No, the piano. If it fit <laughs> yeah, on that wall, mm-hmm. that would. God, that would help so much. And also, it if mm-hmm. if it, uh, you know, if you have to leave it there, and if you play, maybe instead of having the one lamp, that it would be pretty to have a pair of thin sort of uh, column lamps on either side mm-hmm. instead on the of just the one. Yes, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. How do you feel about the um, the molding the trim it looks like the windows wood and the bottom molding um oh it's natural wood color wood, but the top looks like there's a white molding um around the ceiling i, was just... I would paint the window white mm-hmm. okay That's what, that was yeah i'd paint the window white i can't tell from this picture how close the sofa is to the white cabinets I can't right. I can't. yeah mm-hmm. it's hard i can't tell it looks like that it looks like that the furniture is further down in the room, and I don't know. Um, I just can't tell. It's hard to I, tell the yeah, proportion yes. of what's going on in here. Yeah. Would you scoot that, or, and you might have said that, scooting the sofa forward so you walk behind it? or That far I, forward? Yeah. I, I think if Or you, just a little bit. The problem is I think the sofa is probably centered on that window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think it should be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have it off, off the window. It's either mm-hmm. all the way off or all right. the way Not on. Not just a little so bit. So I think if it's centered on the window, it, the sofa should be centered on the window. Okay. And the TV across from it. And like, you don't have to get rid of that rug. Go put it in another room, like we were right. saying. It looks beautiful just rug. You just a, need a bigger one for A bigger rug. Mm-hmm. And that's when you decide, do you want to keep it lighter and airier and do something like a sisal carpet or, um, which I find nice because you don't get tired of it right if you buy mm-hmm. a big pattern carpet you might mm-hmm. n- not like it right you'll grow you get, yeah, you'll, you'll grow, grow weary yeah. <laughs> all right great um okay so the next one is from alex and she says hello ladies a ballard super fan here i recently moved into a three-story townhouse in houston and i'm having trouble with furniture on the second floor the primary living space this floor of the home is living dining and kitchen and is basically one big rectangle My first dilemma is what to do for a focal point when there's no fireplace and a TV on the primary wall. I've thought about making a gallery wall around the TV, but I'm worried that it might look too busy. I've also thought about a vertical piece of art to the left of the TV, but then I'm afraid the balance of the room will be off. My second dilemma is what to do in the cased area along the dining room table. I have a fair amount of china and such that I could go in a cabinet, but like the TV space. I'm worried about making the overall space too cluttered looking if... The piece is large. I love the Greta fluted sideboard. Thank you for mentioning it on the podcast. I'm oh, also- I own that one. It is very oh. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also considering something larger like Ashton servers. I appreciate your advice on these dilemmas or anything else you notice. Thanks for your help in making the podcast. My one-year-old and I listen to it in the car on the way home from daycare all the time. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. Good boy. I'm going to describe it quickly. So it is a long open space starts with a beautiful kitchen with an island down at one end which then flows into this dining room which is in the center of the space Um, and there's a long rectangular table in there where she's dropped sort of an orb uh, chandelier 
And adjacent to that table on on that wall is a niche that is cut into um, the, the dining room area. And then the last part of this large open space is her living room where she has a console with a television floating over it. Uh, and flank, uh, not flanking that, uh, looking into that is a floating sofa. And then there are some um, uh, additional seating pieces in that room. Yeah, I feel like that's enough info. Um, can I just want to pause real quick to say, can anyone here in listening on the podcast, the rain. torrential downpour? Because I think our rain. mics are probably picking up so loud. It is loud. Atlanta yeah. has been monsoon season lately. I think the orb in this room is our color. Clarissa's chandelier. Oh, that, yeah, it looks mm, like it's it. wonderful. It is pretty. Did you draw it, Taryn? It's a very pretty space. <laughs> it looks great. This is a wonderful space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Well, so what gonna... should she put in her niche in her well, dining room or what? what well, help just, us. Let me just talk about yeah. um, where the, the wall with the TV. Um, just because I'm symmetrical. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's centered on the wall. The The television isn't or the cabinet isn't? Um, the well, television's the, not centered over the cabinet. <laughs> the, first of all, the television not centered over the cabinet. And I think it would be better if the cabinet was centered on the wall. And I don't know if that happened because there's a table behind the sofa. Hmm. So I was wondering if the table that was behind the sofa, if you could push the sofa back, center the cabinet on the wall, and then have the television centered over the cabinet. Mm-hmm. I would remove the corner, the little corner piece because I think that again is getting a bit cluttered. And if you centered the um, television on the wall, then you could have some wonderful big prints around it. Um, You could do one over top of each other on the side and maybe one in the middle and, but do something with scale. I mean, do something big, not little ones. Um, And then the table could go behind the sofa that's in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. So it would be pretty if that had the table behind it, which would be, I always like tables behind a sofa because the back of the sofa is always kind of boring. Right. And it's and, a great place to drop your keys when you walk and, in the door. And, and then mm-hmm. the, the sofa could push back. Yeah. Um, I think that it, the the niche off the, um, where the dining table is, is perfect for either a low cabinet that you could use as a buffet. I mean, this is where I would put out food, and have buffet so people can help themselves. Uh, I do it all the time. And that could be a long table, but it would be nice if it were a closed cupboard of some sort that would yeah. be extra storage for you. And I would put a pretty mirror in that space just to brighten it up. And a mirror is always pretty if you have hurricanes with candlelight at night, if you're having dinner. It just makes that a little bit more special. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. One thing that um, I love the idea of the mirror in that niche. And one thing that sort of reminded me of is, Karen, your little keeping room off of your kitchen. Yes. You've put that, it's sort of like a paneled wall, and you've put antique mirrors in the panel. And I was worried my room would be too dark. And so when I redid the room, I basically covered a wall in antique mirror, but then I added some pieces of wood. So it was not one giant piece of mirror. It's three. Mm-hmm. So it looks sort of like a paneled wall. But yeah, it it really it helps cool. that whole space mm-hmm. feel more open, but not just too shiny. Right. <laughs> I feel like that niche is something that you would, if you were like house shopping, you would be like, this is really weird. I don't know what to do with this. But it's kind of an awesome opportunity to, like you said, Bunny, that tuck stuff 
mm-hmm. back, yes. it's kind it's a great, of a blessing. It helps delineate the rooms. No, it, actually, the niche is perfect because the piece won't be sticking into the room and taking up space. Right. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of even the Ashton servers because yeah. she could display all her china that she right. loved mm-hmm. in that space. And mm-hmm. she could hang some sconces in there, some yeah. electrified True. sconces exactly. or candle sconces even. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would really, really add some dimension it, on the wall. But I think it's important to have a surface because you could cook mm-hmm. and bring it over from the island and yeah. put the food out and then everybody helps themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The longer, the better. Beautiful. And you have a cute puppy. Bunny Very loves dogs. Cute. Love your dog. <laughs> love, love, love. Sort of looks like my baby. Aw, sweetie. His little bandana. He's cute. <laughs> All right. Pretty cool. Dumb. That's Good it. Luck. Good luck. Good luck, Alex. It Good is luck. a beautiful space. Yeah. Well, that's All it. right. Yes. Bunny, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for, I feel like we got like a whole living room, like 101 lesson. Yeah. You got to have your skirt. No your longer legs, than seven feet. Your wood finishes. Up your legs. Yep. We got, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. So. <laughs> and also, Thank you know, it's, I think everybody who's interested in design, the more you look at magazines, the more you buy them and study what people are doing. I mean, this idea of mixing things up, I'm not the only person who does it and people do it so well. And I think that the more you look at things and study things, the more confidence it's going to give you to kind right. of do that and right. we we have if you're doing it yourself you have to educate yourself right and it comes through just uh, pinterest and magazines and it's all there and you just start looking and looking and looking at things that you love and think okay i understand what's happening there. yeah i think you're right the, the important word there is to study it yeah because mm-hmm. you can't just look and go oh that's pretty it's blue i'm gonna buy blue stuff right. you have to really delve into why does that room work yes and what are they mm-hmm. putting in there and look at the legs and look at the proportion and, and look, look at, at the, the arrangement yes the furniture arrangement is it's where the whole room starts is and it isn't even so much what the piece of furniture is it's how you're going to arrange it how how are people going to relate to each other and we do have this you know time where everybody wants to watch television but i want to be able to watch the television and in case we want to have a conversation also be able to talk to each other (laughs) so you have to have things that can move and turn and maybe swivel and uh but that you can put them back to a group that where people are comfortable if you're moving a chair you probably that chair's in the wrong place ah Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, point. when yeah. you go to somebody's house and they're pulling over a chair, I thought maybe that chair isn't where it should be. <laughs> and and also you want to look around and make people comfortable. And right. that's why having a little table next to it, having light, then people people should walk into a room, know exactly where to sit and not have to look around for where they should go. It should be yeah. rather obvious. Right. You know what I think is funny? I feel like people always assume interior designers are all about what it looks like. And every time we have a designer on a show, all we talk about is function. Mm -hmm. And I just... How you live in that room. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's such a misconception about interior design that it's just pretty stuff. I think some people, some designers can live with rooms that are what I call dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. It makes a beautiful picture. You know, there's there's the thing that's floating over in the corner because it's fantastic looking. But most of us have to live in our rooms. And right. I think when you're working for, I'm in 
trusted with other people for other people to help them with their house they want to live in it they mm-hmm. want to have it work for them and their family and the children and whatever so you have to think about the practicality right. as well as the beauty and the aesthetics right. um, and every now and then you see a very stylish room and then you look at the floor plan and you think where are you gonna sit you know <laughs> and it's right. okay because maybe the people just stand up <laughs> <laughs> Well, for those of you who don't stand, thanks for listening. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) All right, guys, that's our show. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We would love for you to leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe to the podcast, of course. And next time you want some decorating advice, if you send your question in, then someone like Bunny Williams might answer it for you Mm -hmm. and you'll be awfully lucky. I'm going to be submitting mine. (laughs) (laughs) So email your questions. more pictures, angles of the room, please. That's right. (laughs) Oh, and floor plans. Floor plans are always helpful. Floor floor plans are really helpful. Even if they're crude, they really help us Mm -hmm. look at it. Yes. Um, Send those questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and we'll answer it on a future episode. Mm -hmm. And... We need, t- we need Bunny's Instagram. Oh, yes. Okay, well. Because you have two. You have Bunny's Eye. Yes. Which is yours. Yes. And then you have a work one. Yes, Bunny Williams Home. Bunny Williams Home. Um, my Instagram, you might wait a while because I'm not the biggest poster, but I do <laughs> cry every now and then to post a picture. But Bunny Williams Home, we're posting things all the time. Excellent. Okay. All right, awesome. All right. And um, and check out her her little office in El Decor, yes. right? That's right. We'll, we'll post we'll post links to it. Yeah. It's really and, stunning. Um until next time. Happy, happy decorating. decorating.